welcome back to our podcast. Last week, I talked about the ultimatum. Uh, we, We hope y'all had a good time listening to my episode. So today, we're doing a mini ramen ASMR mukbang as we talk. Sadly, Big Cherry can't attend today's podcast, so we actually brought in another special guest, Ami! Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Hi everyone, I'm Ami, and 22 years old, I'm Hmong and currently in college. I'm looking forward to talking to y'all about my experiences, and hope you guys enjoy listening to my stories. We're so excited to have you here with us today, Ami. Thanks for joining us this episode. Today, we'll be interviewing Ami and be having a conversation about her experiences along with our own experiences. Join us in today's topic and chill with us. Let's talk about it. I really like it. So today, we are having Bude Jige, which is Army Stew. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Um, I guess we're gonna dive deep in it right away. Well, I know you wanted to talk about relationships, um, so I'm gonna start. Well, let's talk about the beginning of relationships. How was it like when you first started to like want to start to be in a relationship? You know, at a young age. Like, what did what did you do, and like, how did you start finding interest in wanting to start a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship or even like start talking to people? Um, yeah, when I was young, like around 16, it was an interesting experience for me. I was getting to know people and getting out of my comfort zone and I've never really had uh, guy friends. So I tried talking to guys and hitting them up and it was interesting. Uh, it was really hard for me to open up and it was my first experience just talking to guys in general since I don't really have any guy friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> um, I started talking with guys when I was 16 and I had trouble. Yeah, 16. It was, I was talking to a lot of guys and yeah, but at the same time I was like not sure what I wanted and being 16 you don't really know how relationships are and And you're curious about what love is and Mm. how relationships are, right? So yeah, so I was like, I wanted to try like getting myself in like in the relationship and just see how it goes so yeah that's the beginning of like how I started talking and like getting to dating and uh it was rough mm, I have a question mm-hmm. who was the first guy you talked to yeah I was gonna ask that I was literally gonna ask Jesse that question? Uh, who was okay. the first guy you ever talked to <laughs> okay the first guy I talked to I honestly do not really remember <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did block him out, kind of. Irrelevant. (laughs) Yes, irrelevant. But, like, um, I, like, added people, like, on Facebook. I went through a phase Mm -hmm. where, like, um... Random people? Yeah, random people. I was 16, adding, and being a Hmong girl, uh, I feel like some girls go through that phase where they just add, like, a lot of random people. I did that, and, uh, I did the slide thing where I posted... Uh, like my post 
and I was uh, for to be honest. So mm -hmm. that's how I slid into their DMs. Ooh. Yeah, so um, that's how I started talking to people. But uh, the first guy that I talked to, not too sure, but I just remember adding somebody and then waiting until someone accepted my request. And then the first guy I talked to, I just went for it and like texted them and like mm -hmm. DM'd them. And that's how I started like getting to know people and like that was my first time like getting to the dating world and it was really like scary and like I in the beginning you for me I like overthought and like kept overthinking about a lot of things mm -hmm. just like texting and yeah wait it was do you remember how old this guy was yeah, kinda. They were just like a few years older, like a one or two. Yeah. Oh, I feel like yeah. during that that time is like mm -hmm. the scariest time because like when, as a young person, when you just add random people, yeah. you don't know about perpetrators. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or not perpetrators, uh, predators. predators. Yeah. Perpetrators, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Work. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, that's the reason why it's scary because like yeah. I was 16, naive, not knowing like what a relationship is. Right. And yeah, I could have been like, just put myself in like a bad situation because mm -hmm. it's online too so you don't know who's like on the other side mm -hmm. so that was pretty scary that's why i was scared to go into it but at the same time i wanted to try it out because like it's something i've always been interested in yeah. and like i said i was never really i've never really talked to guys before mm -hmm. so yeah that's how my experience it was into getting into the game life well you guys the, what are the first guys you guys ever talked to? <laughs> no, them I got things real hard. Like, what the fuck? I had a boyfriend in middle school. Oh, yeah, bitch. <laughs> so, technically, he's, like, the first guy I talked to. Mm -hmm. funny thing, too. I met him on Facebook <gasps> as well. No like, way. Yeah. I had a face... I started getting a Facebook when I was, like, in sixth grade. And this is L. My, my first love. <laughs> and so... <laughs> We, he added me on Facebook. I didn't know, but we had, like, gym class together. And um, he saw that I liked K-dramas and liked K-pop. Because at that time, I was really into EXO. <laughs> nice. We all have that phase. So, since he saw that I really liked, like, K-pop and K-dramas, he, oh, excuse me, um, slid in my DMs and was like, do you like, do you know Boys Over Flowers? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Over flowers. Oh, so I, was, I was like, yes, Love <laughs> Literally, the conversations we were having together were so, like, wholesome and super, super cute. Like, we related on so many things. Like, um, I remember he told me that I showed him a picture of my little brother, right? And Domo Nichan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he had like his baby blanket like on his face. Mm -hmm. And then Elle was like, oh my god, I have the same baby blanket. <laughs> Wait, is this Ted <laughs> No, he's Lao Laotian, uh, Chinese, and Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. So, but then like, he, it's because I met him in Alaska, remember? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we fell in love through Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't have talked to him without Facebook. And so, yeah, that just, like, ignited everything. So I, I, I feel mm -hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? 
I know you had your fair share of guys you talked to. I did. In middle school. (laughs) 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 Okay, sorry. I'm kind of full. I I kind of have food coma. Um, Don't fall asleep. But, okay, I feel like sixth grade, I was kind of like more into K-pop than I I was into like dating. But I think like I started considering dating more. Uh, actually, I just remember yeah. <laughs> I dated this one guy, and y'all know him, N. N. Uh, he ran out. Who's he dating? Oh, y'all don't know her. Oh. Um, my friends dated him. Oh, really? Mm. I think I know, but I don't he know his name. P's friend, and they were neighbors. Mm. He's uh yeah, I remember that bitch. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't know them, but I know them. Yeah, so um, the reason why he went out with me was so fucked up. But as a young person, like you're really naive and like you're kind of oh, it's okay, right? Yeah, I like I you. Remember that shit. That's so yeah, like so the reason why he went out with me was because he, it was a dare. Ooh, fucking nasty. Um. But what then, a like, bitch. you know, I was thinking about this the other day, but I'm like, but then, did you actually fall in love with me because I made the effort to call you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because at that time, I really liked you. <laughs> you know? Because I, like, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, right? My first boyfriend. Uh-huh. You're right. <laughs> um, and, and eventually, like, I, I started to really like him as we were, like, dating. But mm-hmm. then I found out that it was a dare. And I'm like, should I be sad about this? <laughs> but like I don't really know I still really like him <laughs> and so we continued to date after but then I forgot why we broke up but shortly like a few months later I talked to his friend Jay my other friend who dated him <laughs> Um. so he and I we were just like chatting with each other because at the time Tetris on Facebook was really popular. Yes. yes. And that's we were playing Tetris together and then like I think like we we're just playing as friends but eventually like I guess we both caught feels mm-hmm. for each other and so we we're just talking and then like we started dating. It was, there wasn't much, you know, um because you know I, I didn't know how to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back the emotions or whatever um and <laughs> um so we broke up after because i felt really uncomfortable with him and and i think that was like a sign right i didn't know at that time but then like i think like processing it it was like i wasn't ready to be in a relationship i was just like oh yeah you know dating like everyone's dating all my friends are dating i want to date too right oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah. it was kind of like that yeah, to that, fit in yeah, that pressure to fit in. right right, right. Mm-hmm. but i felt really uncomfortable at times so i broke up with them <laughs> And then he dated your friend. And then he dated my friend, like, <laughs> in high school. Yeah. No, no, no. no. And, no, he, he, he started dating my friend in 8th grade. And then they oh. were dating since high school. Whoa, they did? Uh-huh. I think they broke up in senior year. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. And so, yeah. That was the first guy I talked to. The guy who was dared. And I also remember, like, another guy I talked to online. Um... We we weren't we weren't dating or anything. We were just talking. I was like I I wasn't that interested in him, but I was kind of like oh yeah. And then you know he's kind of talking to me. You know I kind of feel some type of way, but I also like don't want anything with this person. You know <laughs> I know I'm so fucking shitty. 
And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I think Nuni remembers him. Maybe, I don't remember if I talked to you about this person. His, his name starts with an A. Here, let me write it out for y'all. Mm -hmm. I forget his last name. I don't know who that is. I don't even know. I think you did, but I just don't remember. Uh, yeah, irrelevant anyways, but like, <laughs> uh, like we were just talking. So he hit me up first because like, I think he thought that was really cute and everything. And so we were just talking as friends. We were talking for a really long time. And then um, uh, eventually I ghosted him. <laughs> Bro. I ghosted yeah, him yeah. <laughs> because I was just like I'm not interested mm -hmm. and eventually like months later uh, you know how like because you were talking about like where we do like TBHs mm -hmm. uh, as our statuses and uh, I think I liked his his post mm -hmm. and so he sent me a TBH in the DMs and then what and, was it? do you remember? no I don't remember <laughs> here let me that'd be so funny let me that'd be so funny he just like called you out mm. no he didn't he didn't? he was like Hey, we used to talk, but not really anymore. But then I would like to continue talking to you again. Oh. Whoa! Dang. Oh, he's a, he's a, his last name. Mm. He has a girlfriend now, but wow. Yeah, and he was way older than I was. He wasn't like eighteen or anything, right? But I was like probably like in seventh grade around that time, and he was probably like high school. Bruh. That's still that's still that's, 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 that's a big though. age, but then age gap. But then like yeah. he wasn't like. An adult, adult. You know, we were still like in school, which is still, still fucked up. But like, yeah. Oh, and because I'm scrolling through now, you know, mm -hmm. I would always like when we talked again, and he would like, he he really wants to talk to me, but I, yeah, this guy, mm. he he really wants to talk to me, but then I would like not open his messages until like days later. Dude. And I would make up an excuse like, oh yeah, sorry, I was busy, or like, hey, sorry, I was oh, sleeping. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, I went to bed early. And then he called me shady. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bro. Uh, he called me shady. That's funny. That's funny. I'm just like, I mean, you did. Lol, not shady. He was like, why are you lying? I'm like, I never lie. I'm not lying. Okay, <laughs> you just got problems. <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't see the signs that I was not interested in true, you, and you true. still kept trying. Yeah, true, okay. <laughs> but okay, it's too much. But um, but I remember one time. So I had a Snapchat too, and he also had a Snapchat, and he, we both added each other. And I sent him a snap because I think we were doing streaks. And that was his first time, well, aside from my, my profile picture, but, like, he saw my face, and, like, uh, he was like, oh, my God, that was so cute. Can you send me another one? <gasps> and I got so grossed out, and I'm like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> it's not happening. And so that's when I ghosted his ass. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, not interested. <laughs> Yeah. How was uh, Noonie's first time dating or talking to someone? Mm, the first time I like actually actually talked to someone that wasn't not just ended me like completely not talking to someone because I didn't care. Um, it was probably 
when I was shit. Let me let me look at some information about this. I did write it down. Y'all know that I made a slideshow. Oh yes, yes. So I gotta look back at that. <laughs> to all the boys I've talked to before. Wait. Yes. yes. <laughs> She was dedicated. She did us like made a whole PowerPoint. It was beautiful. Thank you. Oh yeah, the first guy I genuinely like talked to as a, a person like getting like interested in them and like getting to know them was T. Mm-hmm. Funny tea. thing was because T. T. Funny thing is, I went uh -uh. to the bar yesterday and I met him there. <gasps> No way. And then when and then just today when I woke up, he added me on uh, Instagram. <laughs> so I was like, boy. You thought. But yeah. Thing about T is um T is was my older sister's cousin. No. My older sister's friend's brother. Mm -hmm. So I met him through that. And I I was like around 16, 17 around this time, so I was still in high school. And then he was like 25. So I was like, oof, red flag. He you know, yeah. likes to talk to like younger girls at an older age, right? He like talk, talking to minors. Uh, I mean, I knew I knew that I shouldn't get too close to him, but it was nice talking to him. He was, he was like a really nice guy. And um, he didn't push me too hard. And we didn't talk that much. But he was the first guy I ever talked to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah, tea. And that's the tea. That's the tea. Mm. <laughs> you know, thinking about talking, talking about talking to people, how would you do things differently from your younger and experienced self compared to now? Yeah. It's okay. Take your time, mommy. <laughs> Mm. the advice I'd give to myself is to take it slow mm -hmm. and don't rush it because honestly the first guy I texted I asked if he wanted to call right away actually mm -hmm. so we actually mm -hmm. called and like we I like was just talking and like telling him my whole story and he didn't even really talk so advice is definitely take it slow yeah and um also like learn to like i wish i gave myself the advice i give to myself is like uh that it's a process and you gotta just yeah take it slow <laughs> no rush and get to know them as a person before you voice call them or anything because <laughs> you never know who's on the other line and it's out there in the dating world yeah. these days and it's it's been it's like difficult and like online dating is kind of like scary because you don't know but yeah <laughs> no comment person <laughs> I mean <laughs> how about you guys mm, my younger self my inexperienced self is like like I fall really really hard and like I also simp really really hard ever since I was younger. I still am a simp, but I'm trying to unlearn <laughs> being a simp. Uh, I I hate having my heart broken, bro. <laughs> so um, I just probably tell myself, just let it go. 
you know, they don't need, you don't need them to be with you or to talk to you, like, forever, for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that the feelings that you felt were genuine, um, but you can, what? <laughs> Nothing. Uh-huh, continue. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm staring at your beautiful face. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Do I have sauce in my face? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Just continue. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh-huh. Love yourself, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, we didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. Is there like something in my face? My lazy hat coming out? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Guys, I want to take this time to say thank you, Kyo, for making us the food for today. <laughs> it was very, very delicious. You're yes. welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm trying not to have my lazy eye come out. I'm like that, I was it's focusing. Okay. okay. We love your lazy eye. <laughs> Someone who never has really been interested in talking to people, and, that, and then that's why I lack yeah. a lot of talking experience because, number one, a lot of people don't talk to me, and when they do, I'm just like not interested at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, the problem is me. <laughs> the problem am is that I don't care about you. <laughs> You're like, am I the drama? No, it's them for liking you. For being interested in you. You're not the problem. They're the problem. Sorry that you're interested in me, but I am not interested in you. But yeah. And to my younger self, um, just keep doing you, bitch. Yeah. And get your ass out of bed. Yes. yes. Keep going to school. Go to school, bitch. Go to school. Yeah. That's what I need. But definitely, I I think we all have come a long way in terms of, like, yes. approaching people, you know, mm -hmm. getting to know people, right? And, like, 
definitely watching out for the red flags. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not perpetrators. <laughs> um, well, I mean, out of all of us, I would say that you have the most, not the most, the least dating experience. <laughs> what are your thoughts on dating? Yeah, so for me, uh, like Nini said, no experience. So, <laughs> um, honestly, I... I'm trying to date and it's like really hard to just like uh, find somebody and getting to know them and it's a process and it's just like you know I feel uh, like I feel like as an adult it's definitely a lot harder to date yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah because, you know in high yeah. school you you were with the same people every day mm-hmm. yeah but you know and now that we're adults we all have our own lives mm-hmm. it's like really hard to mm-hmm. connect with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially these days, just like dating in general, there's like hookup culture mm-hmm. and a lot of, just a lot of people who are like going online ever ever since like the pandemic, you know, yeah. so like, people have been like just online dating mm-hmm. and also like I have no experience in the dating field really, so I feel, and like all, everyone that I've like known and like grew up with, all mm-hmm. of them have had like significant others and I I guess I'm um, like envious and curious about like how our relationship is. Mm-hmm. So I was always trying to like get myself in a relationship kind of. Mm-hmm. And I still am because I'm like curious about it. But at the same time, I'm like, um, it's like scary. I always say like, because like I hear from other people's experiences. That's what makes it scary for me, you know? Oh, yeah. I feel, I feel bad about that yeah. sometimes. Like, we always talk about like, the, all the bad shit that happened in our relationship. Yeah, yeah so... Like, it scares you away. Yeah, so it's kind of scary. But at the same time, <laughs> it's mm, a journey, I guess. Just, like, mm-hmm. getting to know people mm-hmm. in a process. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... I think... Yeah, my experience so far, I don't really know... Like, I'm still figuring out myself, and, um, yeah, dating is rough these days, I feel. Yeah. You have gone out on, like, dates? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I've only gone to, like, five dates, mm-hmm. and, like, I've, like, used Tinder and, like, all the dating apps, too, and I've never had, like, a real relationship, mm-hmm. and I say that because... I was only 16 when I had, like, my kitty love relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and they didn't last that long. And then uh, I tried to seriously try to, like, date, start dating more seriously when I was, like, 19. And just talking around and talking to people, it was, like, really hard. And, like, I would go on dates with people, but at the same time, either I ghost or they ghost. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I, I like learned in dating that that's how it is especially online dating and like on dating apps you know mm-hmm. so it was like difficult yeah <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> that was yeah. cheesy but like <laughs> but like dead yeah. ass though you yeah. know because like in a relationship or like dating in general is like trial and error people mm-hmm. are trial and error right yeah. if you don't work out with this person then that's okay next one yeah. right until you find someone that like the one that meets your needs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or kind of, like, fits like a glove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just you just know when, like, this is the person, you know? 
Okay, like that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were the one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's the one. <laughs> I just feel like it. You, I need to find somebody, and like people, everyone just needs to find somebody that like compliments them and like their personality mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And it, you just gotta find somebody that you vibe with. I yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. And I've had people where I vibe with them, but then at the end of the day, we just ghost each other sometimes or mm-hmm. um we just slowly stop talking because that's how dating is mm-hmm. and dating is like yeah complicated, complicated. <laughs> and you never know like what's gonna happen and you just have to be friends first you know usually and then get to know them mm-hmm. i feel and it's it's rough out there that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah okay yeah Random question. Mm-hmm. If someone offered to just, like, say that I want to date you, even if you didn't know them, would you go for it? Well, actually, no. Let's not do that. If someone gave you money and said that, if I give you a million dollars just <clears throat> so I could date you, would you do it? So, like, a sugar daddy kind of. Their job is is the restrictions. Yeah. Because you could date this person for like an hour and break up with them. Oh yeah. (laughs) And receive a million dollars. Or you know in Japan they have like a rent a boyfriend thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would you do that? Honestly, uh I feel like I'm more of like a serious person that wants like to find the what <laughs> and like I don't know someone like to settle down with yeah, you know yeah. and just like maybe have a family or just be with them like find a significant other so mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't I don't think I would I know it's like a lot of money but like I feel like you have to have a connection with them mm-hmm. but at the same time you do like get to know them if you do start dating sure. them too sure. so because that's how dating is too like if you do date them you have to get to know them anyways mm-hmm. so you know, this is low key reminding me yeah. of the movie 365 stop stop <laughs> you know the movie 365 days oh wait yeah I do yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that reminds me of that what's up Masimo 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 baby girl are you lost are you lost but I feel like, thinking about your perspective, I feel like, uh-huh. you know, from what I see, you want to date to commit for life, right? That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Because I know a lot of other people dating experiences are different. Yeah. You know, some other people, they might just want to date for fun, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or like, they just want to date because they're just interested in this person, mm-hmm. but not wanting more caring about yeah. immediate commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'd prefer to like find somebody and like commit Mm -hmm. but uh i do want like that experience too just like dating around so i don't mind either but it'd be i'd prefer to like be more serious and just like settle down but not right now i'm so young but like i'm 22 and like i'm so like figuring out myself too so like that's why i feel like i'd be more open to like dating around and just like date Mm -hmm. but you're scared. <laughs> Kinda. And rejection is scary too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck rejection. Yeah, rejection hurts <laughs> oh, sometimes. I mean, yeah. I think definitely about rejection, but mm-hmm. Jen doesn't care about rejection. She's the one who ghosts them. <laughs> oh. uh, I mean, I've gotten like ghosted once. Mm-hmm. You know, once. <laughs> once. <laughs> but I'm like, 
If you're not gonna put the time and effort that I'm putting into you, why am I wasting my time on you piece of shit? <laughs> Bye! <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the first guy I've ever mm-hmm. tried. Yeah. Like, you don't want to waste your time either. Yeah. Dating yeah. around. It's a True. lot of effort. And it is. I feel like you want, like... We need to, we need to have a yeah. freaking angel in this conversation. Yeah! yeah. Angel, where you at? Right here with me. Yeah. <laughs> she, would, she would definitely go off right now. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Oh, I miss angel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, the whole, like, don't waste my fucking time if you're yeah. not going to reciprocate the right. same feelings yeah. that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Or, like, not put in the same amount of effort. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's, like, the worst feeling is when, like, you're the one putting in all of your mm-hmm. time and energy into this person who's not giving you back that same energy, right? Yeah. And I think that then it's, like, why why are we mm-hmm. together? Why are we dating, you know? Mm-hmm. When yeah. you know that I wanted more in this relationship. I don't want it where you're just comfortable and, like, you know, you're just kind of, like, every, you're used to it because you've been in a relationship for a while now. But it's, like... You still have to do the bare minimum, mm-hmm. you know? You still have to do shit. Like, people can fall out of love, and that shit happens, you know? <laughs> you just talked exactly about my ex. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was me and my ex situation. Uh-huh. Mine is, if you give me this energy that, like, you don't want to talk to me or you don't want to do this and that, I'm going to terms to, like, okay, that's the energy I'll give you then, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I'm done going above and beyond, like, what I wanted to do and, like, project it onto them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no. If you don't want to text me back, then I won't text you back. Mm-hmm. I'll be petty now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be petty. Yeah. Yeah. Dating, dating is hard. Yeah. At least, I guess, in our experiences, it's yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, I know you said that you gone on, like, dates before. What was, what was the funniest, like, or, like, worst situation that you ever came across in terms of, like, dating or talking to people? Uh, one of, okay, it's pretty funny, but my last recent date that I went on was, uh, with this one guy, and, like, we met on Hinge, and, uh, we went like out for like sushi, and then after that, we wanted he wanted to go to the Rotary uh, Lights, so we went. Mm-hmm. And the funny experience was that he wanted to hold hands with me, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. And then when we started holding hands, uh, he started rubbing his thumb onto mine, <laughs> and like I just felt so uncomfortable, <laughs> and like it was just like too much intimacy for me, yeah. like because like I've never just it felt weird, uh-huh. so. I think that's kind of funny, but yeah. Are you still talking? No, we stopped talking. I I showed up because like I felt uncomfortable and like we just didn't vibe as much when we were like on that date. So I like hit him up and like was like, "Hey, I don't want to waste your time," and uh, that like I just don't see us like we don't like together, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he respected that and we just stopped talking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he would also send me morning selfies. So that was sweet, but like, um, it was with the cringe. Yeah, kind of cringe. <laughs> bad, angle. yeah. like, bad angles. I wish my man's did that. Oh, really? <laughs> but yeah, he he like took pictures. <laughs> he took pictures at like bad angles though, Uh-oh. and I don't know. I it wasn't that attractive. Uh, okay. to me. Yeah, turn off. Yeah, so it was kind of cringe, and like 
it was cute and sweet, but I just, yeah, I was like turned off and that's why I stopped talking to home. Mm -hmm. So that's like one of the funny stories, I guess. Mm. I know. <clears throat> I know I used to talk to this guy on mm -hmm. Snapchat <clears throat> and he always sent me snaps, but he, he's not even attractive. He's not, he's not an attractive guy. A. A. He's not attractive guy. <laughs> but he would always send me snaps and he would like position himself and like make like like hand gestures as if he was like a fucking fuck boy or some shit. Uh, like, he would make like ew, ew. Like that. and I'm nah. like ew, ew. No thanks. Yeah. I'd be like, Good morning, baby. Like, yeah. like, Stop. And he would always do that, and I'm like, he he acts like a fuck boy, but he's not cute. Can't even get his. <laughs> oh, I'm getting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, person. <laughs> So, guys, don't send cringe snaps. We don't like it. Yes. We don't like it. Okay? Yes. I would prefer the bad angles. <laughs> I would prefer the bad angles. I prefer the half side face. I prefer the wall. Okay? I prefer your toes, okay? Like, no, not the toes. <laughs> not the toes. Just don't make both weight positions and faces and poses because it's absolutely horrifying to look at. No unwanted dick pics either. Oh, Please. yes, definitely. I was just thinking about the toes. What if his toes were just naturally just spread apart? <laughs> No, don't do that. It's spread apart, and he's like, "Are you most baby girl?" No. Let me give you a hand. You can, you can find me with these toes. But yes, uh, thank God that you haven't gone across those kinds of people yet. <laughs> kind of have actually on snap just a little bit, a little but... bit. with the bad angles. Mm. How about you, son? Sorry. Like going on dates, right? Mm-hmm. I've only gone on one date. What was your funniest experience? Is that, that, I think that, that was the funniest was, experience. Yeah. That's just like Did I talk about this before? About Jay? I think you did. On like one of our other episodes? I think you did. If I yes. Did, I did? Yes. Yeah, that was my one date. Mm. Otherwise, like, my previous relationship wouldn't really go on dates, mm. but... Yeah, that was <laughs> the most awkward shit ever. Yeah, That too. I never, ever wanted to do again. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless if I'm, like, comfortable with this person, but with him, I wasn't that comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this man was, like, fucking, like, six years older, seven years older than I was, and I was, like, 18, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. so young, so fresh. Yeah, <laughs> still fresh. Why are you saying like that? You make it sound like mm, fresh like... meat. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are we predators? Wow. You're saying things like oh, fresh meat and shit like that. Yes. Yeah. We shouldn't use those terms when talking about young girls, y'all. <laughs> so I've only dated one person my entire life. Mm -hmm. Or currently, I've only dated one person. But um, when I, and then after that, I like never went on dates ever again until not too long ago. I went on a date for the first time in a long time. And um, it was really nice. 
But the thing was, he basically told his life story to me, and I like barely knew him for like three hours. And so I <laughs> all within that one day. Yeah, over the next one day, he basically told me his whole life and like mm. how he got to the point of you know Tinder mm. and everything. Mm. And I was like, cool, but I was also like, oh dang, you're really you know like rushing it, yeah. right? And it was like too fast, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not here. It, it feels like he wanted to already be in a relationship with me without getting to know me, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and he just wanted to just skip steps and yeah. go straight to like we're super super comfortable with each other we know each other and we've been together for a while you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah but yeah and i think that was my biggest not my biggest turn off but it definitely was like red flag yeah it was definitely like a red flag because i'm like you know don't rush it right mm-hmm. take your time when you want to get to know someone because if you Right away, and just telling your life story to someone, it's like, oof, I gotta back off, right? So, yeah. yeah. I've done that, so. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's funny. <clears throat> Moving on, what are your thoughts about hookup culture, now that you mentioned it earlier? Mm-hmm. Uh, about hookup culture, um, I feel like it's acceptable, because that's how... It's been these days, uh, especially like because of the pandemic, and then after that, like people have been just like picking up. But um, um, it's again scary, but like at the same time, I'm like, I want to try it, but I'm afraid of like, oh, what if I catch feelings, and like, mm. what if. Just like a lot of what ifs, since mm-hmm. I don't really have experience, mm-hmm. and like hookup culture is just yeah scary. <laughs> Everything's scary, scary to me. <laughs> yeah, scary to yeah. Do you feel like you get pressured a lot into doing oh, hookup culture? Oh yeah, kind of. Like like people I know have gone through hookup culture and like went through that phase or whatever, and like I'm like, oh maybe I should try it out and just go with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like in a way you want to try to fit in with your friends. Yeah. Also done it kind of thing. Exactly. Um, I feel pressured to do it, kind of, because that, like I said, everyone that I grew up with basically have had a significant other, and I just, I'm curious. I'm just really curious about relationships and how, like, sex is and like hookup stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you don't need to go to the extreme of trying to like fit in with all your friends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Where I definitely just like run things at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And I know you have a lot of like what anxiety over like the what ifs mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. So just like take your time, mm-hmm. you know. It's not like us girls, we're not encouraging you to do it, but we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do like jokingly like be ho and things like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, your whole phase and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But honestly you just run things at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As um, as a whore, I say, <laughs> <laughs> as, as a whore, I say, you are fucking precious, and like the the day that you get your heart broken, I'm gonna fucking cry with you, <laughs> mm. <laughs> because it's 
it's really fucking hard <laughs> and it is scary but um hookup culture I, I definitely see like how you get scared to be attached because I personally am someone who does get attached <laughs> so um yeah just like just figuring out these different things about yourself through through like dating you know I feel like it's more good to focus on not like oh I'm I, this is why like I don't I'm not dating someone it's more so just like oh this is something like I don't like about the future partner that I want to be with you know mm -hmm. instead of like focusing on your own um insecurities too much because like sometimes it's not even just you sometimes it's the other person you know so for hookup culture if you get ghosted fuck him <laughs> <laughs> um commitment is really scary in our generation yeah like i talked about commitment last episode <laughs> oh yeah with the ultimatum <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and it makes sense because people they go through experiences like having high hopes of oh this person is the one this person is my forever but they don't end up being your forever and so you develop like trust issues right um so yeah i don't think that you should dive into like oh take everything with like a grain of salt you know because everyone is different and everyone's like hooking up or like finding love differently mm -hmm. yeah um for me um <laughs> it's not something that i would do but like i support it like you know my girls mm -hmm. who do go on shit like this right like i mean like, you, shit like this yeah no oh, okay sorry wait you sound so bad and no 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 <laughs> it's not a bad thing i'm yeah. saying it's not a bad thing because like you get to do what you want to do with your mm -hmm. body however it makes you feel or whatever it is to fill in that void or whatever if you just want to have fun go do it right but for me i don't think i would do it because i just don't see myself doing it mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm not comfortable with like having like sex with like a stranger so i just wouldn't do it but then i support my girls doing it because like you know it's for them and if they enjoy it then they do it right or you know get that dick yeah. <laughs> you know or get yeah. that pussy yeah. <laughs> you know like whatever you need do it mm -hmm. um i fully support it I, I i know that a lot of people especially girls right or women they get shamed upon that this is a really bad thing that you shouldn't be going out having sex with people right because it makes you a hoe or shit like that right but that's not true like you don't get to define how my body is you don't get to define who i get to have sex with right you're not me you don't have to do it no one is forcing you to do it this is by my choice and i'll do it if i want to right <laughs> so like if you fucking shame people out there for doing that shit you a hoe <laughs> because like like why 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 do you need to waste that time and energy telling people what they should shouldn't do and what they should do right it's like you know telling a woman to not get abortion right when it's not your body <laughs> so like yeah mm -hmm. you got into work mode then. i did <laughs> i did get into work mode, yeah, I am fucking passionate about my body. Your, your face was like slowly getting red. Like, yeah, no. Nah, it's like in it right now. I am. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. 
motivational speaker send. I yes. <laughs> I am just yeah. very passionate when we talk about shit like this. Yeah. I totally agree with you though. Mm-hmm. And like just about like, you know, even as women, like talking about sex mm-hmm. and like um the stigmas behind women having sex mm-hmm. and the pressure it is to or to not have sex, right? Especially as kids, right? We, we we see and we learn from the adults of what they tell us about sex and what not to do and what you should do and how to quote unquote be a lady and shit like that, you know, like because <clears throat> I I've never been given the sex talk. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how about y'all's? Same. Yeah, same here. Kiel, have you? I think I repressed this memory, but I think we did talk about sex. Um, <laughs> my okay, so when I started my period for the first time, it was actually at Ami's house because, hmm. like, Ami and I are first cousins. Hmm. So we were, I was like sleeping over at her house, and um. I got my period and came back to my dad's house after like that sleepover. He's like, "You're, you're a young woman now. You're a virgin," and I was like, oh, "What the fuck is a virgin?" I was like, I was like ten when I got it, so I was like, "What the fuck is a virgin?" I don't know what that is. So I like looked up things, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's what it means." wow what is sex <laughs> and so I don't think I had like a really in-depth talk about it with my dad but I know my, with my mom it was kind of like where where two people like make love you know yeah how like babies are made mm-hmm. you know the birds and the bees because mm-hmm. I always heard the term birds and bees and I'm like what the fuck does that mean mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think technically I researched everything by myself. Oh, me too. Because I was just really curious as like a kid. Mm-hmm. And so my search history as a kid was kind of <laughs> sus, not gonna lie. <laughs> a little crazy. Uh, yeah. Curiosity kind of kills the cat. Yeah. I was exposed to it like at a very young age. So, yeah. Um, I never knew that. <laughs> Uh, popping your cherry was like popping your hymen. I had to Google it. Because <laughs> someone told me that online before. Did you pop your cherry yet? And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, um, yeah, internet taught me a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say my parents did. And I mm. think that it's the greatest resource, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think that, like, knowing our home culture, like, we always get so, like, women get really shamed upon for having sex in general and like like why is that a problem <laughs> right even, like even not just like one culture but a right. lot of cultures oh, right right you know virginity mm-hmm. is such a huge huge issue mm-hmm. yeah yeah like for me my uh my parents never talked about it to me but funny story i have like talked to my mom I felt guilty for watching porn <laughs> so I told her that and she was so mad at me and lectured me mm-hmm. and just basically told me not to do it again and watch it ever again <laughs> and like I was young and I was 
mm, very curious about it and like mm -hmm. the first thing i saw was hentai so oh, yeah nice. <laughs> but like yeah so yeah and we even after like that talk and like enduring it my mom never had that talk with me even though mm -hmm. i brought it up mm -hmm. so i don't know like in our asian like culture or just like in general i feel like talking about uh sex is just like taboo with your parents it's just mm, like it's They're very conservative. yeah very conservative so mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, even I wouldn't yeah. talk to my parents about it. Right? Yeah, I don't know why I did. I, I, mean, I just feel awkward. Yeah, I was just I felt she guilty. She tells you not to do it, but then you you, you keep continuing to watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think like, the thing about that, thing. like, mm -hmm. I think that a a lot of adults like shame young people mm. for watching porn, right, yeah. or hentai, and it's like, well, you like you don't need to make a young person feel bad for watching porn or hentai, right, because one they're exploring two they're curious and maybe like you know they're going through puberty and like this is maybe what they need right and so like because like for example that like my nephew he got caught watching porn not watching porn but he got caught k or a a oh yeah or no no e e um but he, not that he got caught watching porn, but then I guess he didn't, like, close out his tabs or shit like that, you know, on his phone. And my brother, like, was going through his, like, phone. Or not going through his phone, but I think, I don't know what my brother was doing. But he saw the tab, and he, he was, like, yelling at my nephew. And my sister-in-law called me, and she told me this. And I'm, like, I, I was just thinking. I was, like, processing it after our conversation. And I'm, like, why is it that we need to shame young people for watching porn? It's very, it's very normal. You act like you didn't watch porn when you were at his age, right? Like, why, why are you, why are you doing this? And the good thing that my other brother K, because mm -hmm. you know how he lives with my brother B, <laughs> yeah. and um, because he was also there and he was telling my brother B that like, hey, it's fine, it's it's normal. Like when we were at that age, we watched porn too, like it's fine he's going through puberty yeah, you know right. and i'm like yes that is the energy that we need yeah. because you should not make young people feel bad for their own actions because mm -hmm. they're curious no one teaches us about sex and how to ha have like safe sex you know it's yeah. fucking normal don't yay, shame kids yeah. yay for k <laughs> yes yay for k yay yay for e. E. yes Watch that porn. Yeah. <laughs> but don't watch it too much because it's, it's it's not good. Don't watch that porn. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we've all seen crazy shit, so um, <laughs> you know, crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. But like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, when we were younger, when mm -hmm. we watch porn we were you know we were just also very very discreet about it right, right we wouldn't right. tell anyone mm -hmm. until we got older right yeah. and we well, got more comfortable with it unless it's like with us i think we, we started to open up more yeah <laughs> and um i think we just got to the realization that like because we always ourselves saw it as taboo right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah i'm so glad that we've changed and we started to normalize, you know, talking mm -hmm. about sex and porn and virginities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, like, also, like, a part of, like, the healing process, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of undoing, unlearning, which is the stem of this, the root cause is mm -hmm. patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that, like, 
it's it's a lot of undoing and unlearning and yeah. this is a really good way to this is a really good healing journey mm -hmm. so I, I understand when you say that you felt bad mm -hmm. right because mm -hmm. you know you're you're a girl you're, you're young mm -hmm. you felt bad and mm -hmm. you watched porn you know thinking about that too when I was younger so I had like an uncle who passed away when I was really young mm -hmm. and so every time after I masturbated I would like look up at like my ceiling and like <laughs> is he watching <laughs> I know I think of that too sometimes <laughs> oh my god why because like it's like post nut clarity. I like look up and I'm like, is he looking down at me? Like I am a disgusting human being. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. feel that. I well, like, I mean, you dead as fuck. So like, <laughs> I'm kidding. Damn. I, yeah, I would be like so guilty. I'd be like, I'm sorry if you saw me. I wasn't. <laughs> I was only one. Well, why in the first place are you watching me? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's just one thing that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uncle, don't watch me, please. This Stop! Oh, <laughs> Yo, you sound like step bro. Step bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, 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 But, yeah. <laughs> it's been uh, sorry, this is like not like really related, but I thought about like predators, right? Mm -hmm. And like, Nini, you remember we went to like this like, uh, it was like our like clan picnic. Clan picnic. Not a clan, our mongba picnic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is that like uh, really big nice house and oh, they had a huge ass backyard. Yeah, and I remember Nini and I, we were, like, using the bathroom, and then there was this one creepy uncle. I don't yeah, know. We, we were in, like, fucking middle school, though. Yeah. I don't know who he was. Like I've years. never met him, but he was in the room. and The he, bathroom. No, 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 no. Nini and I were in the bathroom. Okay. But then, but then, uh, we came out, and then, so, like, there was, like, a mini hallway, and there was a bedroom at the end, and then the bathroom in the middle, and then I think there was another bedroom at the other end. And... Like, he could clearly, like, see us, and we could see him, too. And he was, like, on the bed, he was, like, hey, you. I looked, and I'm, like, huh? <laughs> like, what? What the fuck? You know? And he was, like, hey, can you come massage me, you know? And I, I looked at him, and then I looked yeah. at Nuni, oh and then we're, like, uh, yeah, no. We're yeah, going to go. He was, like, go. a much older guy, too. Yeah, he was, like, he was, like, an uncle-uncle. Like, an mm -hmm. uncle who was in his fucking 40s or some shit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this is in a, a red alert. Like, this is dangerous. <laughs> so I thought about that. I'm just like, the only yeah. people I would massage were my grandparents and one of my uncles that passed away because they would do the Thai back massages. That's the only thing that I would do. Mm -hmm. Like, no touching them. Hell no. Yeah. But yeah, I thought about that. Like, about predators. Cause uh, is this a predator talk? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. <Achoo. laughs> but yeah. So Ami, what are your thoughts about self love and what does self love mean to you right now? Um, I have a hard time like loving myself and it's self love. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like everyone has their own definition of like 
how they feel, like how to be loved. And I personally feel that it's hard. Again, I always say everything is hard, but like it's rough. And I, what do you like? Give me, I don't know. What do you guys think? At least all of us, everything very, very hard, especially because at a young age, you are not thinking about yourself, right? Because, you know, as kids, we're just kind of reckless. Mm -hmm. Our brains haven't fully developed. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't necessarily have a personality that we think of. We're kind of just doing our own things. We're just having fun. We're just, we're just kids, right? And then, until we get reached for, like, middle school years. And that's when we really start thinking about our lives, right? And that's when we think about ourselves and, like, the, the, the people that we are and, like, who we want to be and how... Do we take care of ourselves? You know, we, we get, mm-hmm. there, there's that turning point in our life where we finally have to sit down and think about ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's very, very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it, uh, sorry, it comes back to the root cause, right? And I oh, think yeah. it all st- stems from patriarchy because, like, right, we were taught to take care of others before ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We were taught to do things for others but ourselves right yeah. we have to take we have to care for people but ourselves right we have to love others before we can love ourselves mm-hmm. right and so i think like um you know and it comes back to like i said a lot of like undoing unlearning and it's definitely really hard you know even now like mm-hmm. i'm i'm still like trying to figure out what that looks like for me right yeah i think we all are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like for me i'm i'm still learning about like how to love myself mm-hmm. and like in what ways can I do to make myself like happy and like how to love who I am mm-hmm. and like I have insecurities but I gotta like I feel like I just gotta learn to like accept them mm-hmm. and that's really hard to do and yeah yeah and I, yeah and I think like also there's a lot of layers to this right and yeah. I think it's like how society had also portray mm-hmm. how more speaking about like body wise right like how society have portrayed how you should look like you should be skinny Mm -hmm. beautiful right and shit like that right but it's like it's it's not like that right because everyone is is different they they their body shapes are different you know and it's not like that but (laughs) and i think that's also a really hard part of um loving yourself when it's when that's all you see and you don't see a lot of people who look like you because that's what social media doesn't want you to see right they just want you to see that there's beautiful skinny women out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and so there's a lot of layers to this right Mm -hmm. even 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 with um like body image definitely like toxic body positivity right Mm -hmm. like I, I know there's, um, it was on Euphoria, they talked about it on Euphoria a little bit, but Kat is a character on the show, and she's a bigger, like, plus-size woman, you know, and she has lots of insecurities, and there's just all these people of different, like, people of color and, like, different sizes, and they keep forcing this image, saying, you should just love yourself, but it doesn't, it doesn't come easy, right? Mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't come easy mm-hmm. in any size, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of, like, toxic toxic body positivity because mm-hmm. you're forced people are wanting you to force yourself to love yourself when mm-hmm. it's something that's so hard mm-hmm. you know what I mean but I think that also definitely stems in like toxicity mm-hmm. of body positivity as mm-hmm. well yeah 
because you should genuinely do anything that you want to do. Like, if you love the way you look and all your curves and everything, then you can do that. But some people, they love it when they, like, work out, you know, mm -hmm. and they achieve, like, their weight goals, right? So just let them do that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that self-love kind of comes from how you were parented. Mm -hmm. And how the connection yeah. that you have with your parents, mm -hmm. because if it's like you have a secure um, like relationship with your parent, then you probably don't have to lean on like your significant other as much, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's kind of like with like attachment styles, right? Um, being open and true to yourself first is, of course, going to be hard because you I know for us Hmong women, we always want to try to impress everyone else, right? And go be up to their standard. Mm -hmm. uh, for my parents, I think that my mom is my best motivator to just do me. Mm -hmm. Because, um, yeah, everyone else, like my dad and my stepdad and all the men, patriarchy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> in my life, has contributed with like my body image issues mm -hmm. you know like when I was at my skinniest my dad still told me I was fat and so I was like okay this is not okay but then my mom yeah she'll call me fat but then she'll also be like you know you eat good and you eat like a queen mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like yeah I do <laughs> <laughs> and I love eating so yes. <laughs> this is how the way I'm gonna be um and if like coming to terms with that myself like if someone that I love cannot love every aspect of me um then they don't deserve it you mm -hmm. know you know I was telling this to Ami earlier about like um so for work I was doing like a research not a research uh kind of because <laughs> you know I had programming and we were talking about like self-love right mm -hmm. and we wanted to talk about like low self-esteem and high self-esteem right and she like that and um i was doing my research and like it, it showed like lists of like the way how you may think then you have low self-esteem right and i'm like oh shit that's me <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know that like i had a low self-esteem but it makes sense right because like i'm like I'm kind of like in between where like sometimes I'm kind of like oh I feel I feel like this right like I feel so insecure about how I look like especially at my weight I after high school I gained a lot of weight and especially when I started working here I gained a lot of weight but then also I'm kind of like eh, whatever right because I don't give a fuck <laughs> you know but but then it, it comes back to like oh shit right I still feel like this though <laughs> you know and so I'm like oh shit I have low self-esteem it's okay <laughs> yeah I was just like thinking about that and I'm like, cool. It just means that I got more work to do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a process mm -hmm. and a journey to like love yourself. Mm -hmm. And you'll always learn new things about yourself and uh, it's a process. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I think about self-esteem, I think about a scene in Euphoria. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a character named Maddie, right? She's a cheerleader. She's hot. She uh, has a stunning body. and She's a bad bitch. But there was, like, this sensitive moment where um, this character called Lexi, she has a lot of, like, she always is a background character. And that's how she's, like, lived her whole life. Wait, Lexi is the... 
Yeah, Lexi was or like... Lexi's Cassie's little, little sister. Older sister. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so she uh, usually is like a background character. She doesn't have any confidence, right? She doesn't have self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And so she asks, like, Maddie, like, how, how are you so confident? And Maddie, like, replies, like, you know, it's like basically fake it till you make it, you know? Like, there's not always all moments where she's always confident. And I think that um, kind of plays out with how I feel, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, as long as I fake it, then I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually a really insecure person. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm a really insecure person, and I deal with a lot of, like, mental shit. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that's a part of, like, how do I love myself even though, like, I'm my worst critic? You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. No, I think about that a lot, too. Especially, like, when I'm, like, looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh, why do I look like this? But also, I'm kind of like, whatever. <laughs> you know? But it's, like, you know, that that's the process of, like, I feel like it's also the process of healing because I'm also kind of like, it's okay, you know, that I look like this because, you know, like, this is what makes me me. And if I were to, like, you know, if I want to put myself in someone else's body, you know, then, like, I don't think, like, that would be me, you know? That wouldn't define as like sen <laughs> right? so yeah i think about that a lot too me me i would say in terms of um finding self-love is to accept yourself for everything that you are in terms of looks uh, in terms of like outer appearance and who you are on the inside or who you think you are on the inside right i think that definitely would help a lot like one thing that I did in terms of trying to find out um, how to identify myself so that it could help me love myself better or it could help me accept myself as a person was to write out all the things that I liked about myself and all the things I hated about myself you know all the things that um, made me happy and all the things that made me sad and I would compare and contrast those things and then I would just accept it all that this is just the way that I was, right? And that I'm not a perfect person. So, you know, that in that in that way, it also made me feel better about myself because I, in a sense, when I wrote the, everything down, I already defined myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I already knew myself even when I was thinking about who I was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In that way, accepting myself was a form of self-love mm -hmm. you know like finding your own inner core and who you want to be and who you identify as and also with self-love uh healthy coping mechanisms <laughs> mm -hmm. i think that's also very very important i'm pretty sure we all have had very unhealthy coping mechanisms We've all gone through it. We've all been through, you know, like binge eating or like not eating at all, right? To like maintain weight or, you know, because you were like depressed and things like that. We've all had our fair share of unhealthy coping mechanisms, right? And I think trying to change things up and actually putting an effort to um, actually doing coping, healthy coping mechanisms definitely like really, really worked for me, right? Because when I was when I used to be like super depressed, I would just like sit in my room 
and like lay in my bed all day and just like think about sad shit, right? And then also, oh, one thing that I definitely changed or unlearned was self-deprecating humor, right? I know that we all do that to ourselves a lot, like, oh, I'm trash. It's just, <laughs> it's <like that>. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'm trash. Oh, I'm just a nobody and things like that. But I do still say that sometimes, but like I used to be like more extreme about it. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, nobody loves me. You know, that kind of shit, right? And um, I realized a lot later in life that self-deprecating humor made me more depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was something I learned that saying shit, saying bad things about myself made me feel worse about the way I felt about myself. So I stopped. And once I stopped, I realized, oh, I'm doing a lot better when I suppress because I'm not always putting myself down, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's definitely that. I think really helped me with like finding self love within yourself. Also, like body image wise, um, I was always very very insecure about my body. You know, I had like body dysmorphia, and like my entire life I've been like skinny shamed. So yeah, I definitely had my fair share of like being body shamed as well. And um, I guess we all still you know. I guess from time to time, I guess we can all say that we also have body issues, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There in there is no way that we cannot totally love ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We can still love ourselves enough yeah. mm-hmm. and try our best and try our best mm-hmm. to love ourselves when we can, right? It's not like I feel like if you do or absolutely love yourself, you're just narcissistic, <laughs> you know? Because mm-hmm. there's no perfect person, definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. And I guess another piece of advice is um, when you find something that, or when you find a healthy coping mechanism, keep putting effort into doing Mm so, right? Especially when you're like really, really, really sad. What I do is when I'm really, really sad, I go, am I wasting my time thinking about these things? And I am. I'm wasting my time thinking about all my traumas. And all the shit, that shit that I've gone through because I've already processed it over and over and over and over and I already know the outcome of it is that it'll just make me feel worse, right? Mm-hmm. Even if nothing I, I know, even if I know that I'm learning from this trauma again and like re, reminding myself of who I am through these traumas that, I, that I'm like reminiscing in my head, like I feel like um, we sh- shouldn't. I shouldn't waste my time thinking about the past things that have happened that I've already learned from and that I shouldn't delve myself into that person that I used to be just because I'm sitting here thinking about it when I've already like moved on from it. You know what I mean? That's also mm-hmm. part of self-love. Moving on from the things that have hurt you deeply, right? That's very, very hard. And I know that we're all still going through that, right? We have all these traumas that we're going through and that we're learning from and that we're still learning from and that we're still processing and um, we're trying to move from, right? And that that, that, that takes time, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely take your time doing that shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, but don't be, don't be in the position of sitting down and hating yourself so much to the point or like being so sad over something so much to the point 
where you return back to that old person that you used to be. That's what I feel about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Always keep trying to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reminded about like, because um, this is what we always talk about at work, about like how when we have safe spaces and you're, this is a space for you to come and talk about whatever you want to talk about, right? And a lot of oftentimes, especially with the group of people, the group of people that I work with is like with young girls and one woman, right? Or older women or like people our age, right? And, um, and I, for a very long time, because I've been in this work for, London. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been thinking a lot about, like, especially when I'm working with older Hmong women and my previous co-worker, because um, I would work with her closely. And when I'm observing, a lot of times our conversations are always, it always comes back to talking about our traumas, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about our moms, right? Not that I can relate, but, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> what would you say that's true but like I'm but when I'm observing because I I don't have much to say when I'm in that space Mm -hmm. right because like I can't relate to what they're saying and so like all I can do is just listen right and so um when they're talking about these things right and and this is like not the first time when we when we have a conversation about something else but it leads back to having a conversation about talking about our traumas and like how the home woman in our lives, like grandmas, aunts, moms, hurt us the most, right? It's always constantly right, and it comes back, back to, to right, thing. and it's like, so are we trying to heal wounds when we have the space, or are we just reopening wounds that wounds that trying to close, right? You know, and so how do we allow them to have these conversations and to process, right? Because I'm not saying that like one session will hear you yeah right right but then i want to give you the time to process and reflect but then also like it's okay if it takes like maybe like a couple of sessions right but then like but eventually i want to move you to where you are able to take action right Mm -hmm. where it's not like you have to do like (laughs) go on a rally or some shit like that right that's not what i mean by action but then like for you right how do you move forward from this from this and how do you heal right because I think that eventually, like, when when you talk about your trauma again, you're, I want you to get to that point where you're okay about talking about it and you don't feel some type of way mm-hmm. or that you're not reopening a wound that you've been trying to close for a very long time or shit like that, right? And so I, I thought about that a lot, too. And I'm like, are we doing more harm than good or are we doing more good than harm when yeah. we talk about shit like this? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think that um, I talked to my therapist about it, <laughs> like mm-hmm. with the mom talk, mm-hmm. because my mom knows me a lot, and she is also someone who criticizes me like every single time we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and my therapist told me that I have like a mom voice in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's true. Like, everything that she's ever told me always comes back to me and how I view myself. And so I've had to, like, carpet, like carpamentalize and internalize everything that she said to me and just, like, try to move on from mm-hmm. it and try to change. Mm-hmm. And she's still in my life, you know, obviously. So she's still going to say some, like, really mean things to me. Mm-hmm. 
but it's like also like standing up for yourself mm -hmm. and like trying to put an effort to make a change on how like how she treats you mm -hmm. you know and I think that's a part of healing and growing too is that when you take that action to finally speak up mm -hmm. and that action to you know say like you know you're you're saying really hurtful things and this is how I feel and I don't think that I deserve to be treated that way mm -hmm. you know um I finally did that <laughs> you did it open her eyes it learned something from it it op it did open her eyes um and she apologized because when I talk about like myself and like money my my skin condition um though just the way she talks to me and her tone is like she realizes that it's, it's, it's why I don't ever want to see her mm -hmm. you know I told her that I was like the reason why like I don't ever want to go back to live with you is because you deprecate me so much mm -hmm. and I, I get it you have good intentions behind those words, but you can say it in a nicer way, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and in a way that supports me and doesn't put me down. Because mm -hmm. it feels like every time I talk to you, you always put me down, right. you know. And so, yeah, I feel like that is a big relief off of my shoulders personally to be able to air that out because I feel like we're so scared to say those type of things to really important people in our life because obviously you know my mom is really important to me I wouldn't want to lose her mm -hmm. but it's something that I have to be honest like with myself mm -hmm. you know and also with her mm -hmm. so she can put forth an effort on how to communicate to me better mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah it makes me think a lot about like um, because at work we talk about sorry, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about because yeah, like work, so <laughs> yes. Yes. you know, <laughs> alcoholic. Anyways, but um, I was thinking a lot about like when my coworkers were processing because we work with young people, right? Yeah. And we don't want to lecture them or like, anything. Like, around what age? They're what like age? middle school to high schoolers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so like young people, and so um. We talk about like how like we don't want to lecture them as if like they're at home because that's what they get from their parents right yes. all the time and um, but we talked about like when we do say certain things that we need youth to not do <laughs> you know and um, and sometimes when we say like when we think about like parents when they lecture us and like and it's it's coming out of love right but then like I was like processing this I'm like yes but also like but it still doesn't feel good <laughs> you know I know that they care for us but then also like that doesn't mean that they get an excuse for making me feel that way for making them feel that way you know for feeling shitty about it's yourself or for not doing something not that a, you know it's not, a, it's not a good justification right right yeah. you know and so I've been thinking about that a lot too it's like saying like at the end of the day that your mom and dad bitch fuck that shit mm. <laughs> fuck <mom and> <laughs> I don't like you shouldn't be treated that way either or like from anyone mm -hmm. you know yeah like that shit's toxic you know and like yes they know that it's out of love but you don't have to say it where like you make them feel horrible about themselves or that they're not doing enough you know just say it nicely if you have nothing nice to say don't fucking say it <laughs> you know like it's that yeah. simple 
<laughs> well, you, um, um, how are you processing all this right now? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with Sun and Kyo and Yunini. Uh, yeah. I think the silence is also like a, it's also like you're still yeah. taking in things yeah. and silences is okay. Yeah. Also, I guess like at the end of the day, like, um, it's all about like self-love too mm-hmm. and like how to cope with that. You, mm-hmm. I like for me, I like do journals and like workbooks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that really helps. And um, yeah, the trauma of just like your past like trauma stuff. Is like comes back to like self love and learning to um like unlearn the stuff that you were like taught and mm-hmm. stuff from our parents. So yeah. Talking about books, I have um a self help book that I use. Mm-hmm. That really helps. Yeah, they're really, really good. Really yeah, mm-hmm. they teach you so much. Like I learned so many things about like healing mm-hmm. and loving myself through that book. So yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah. I'm still working on like a workbook right now, and like I, I don't really touch it. <laughs> I should though. Me too. Yeah. I I haven't even finished the book. I'm like halfway there. Yeah. I haven't touched it in that book in years. Me, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, but like in the beginning, just like working on it, like it helps. But mm-hmm. um, it's you have to be consistent and just try to, yeah. And like journaling really helped, like get your thoughts out of like the gutter and like mm-hmm. analyze and just like. Um, help yourself think more clearly mm-hmm. and like help accept and like understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So I think journaling and like workbooks really helped mm-hmm. me yeah. in the, in like this process of mm-hmm. like how us home girls and like people in general like go through this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Another thing is the people you surround yourself with. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. not a lot of people have the resources, and a lot of people have the right friends Mm -hmm. that are there for them like genuinely Mm -hmm. there for Mm -hmm. them and want to help them and want to listen to them right Mm -hmm. that's why i always say we're so privileged Mm -hmm. to have a group like this to be able to reflect and process or or, you know to just have the tools or to have this knowledge Mm -hmm. to have these conversations you know just having a space (laughs) (laughs) resource (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you know it's 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 a privilege you know for those who don't have this kind of space to have these conversations and to even process their thoughts and feelings you know some people don't even know what it's like to process their thoughts and feelings but besides them in within themselves right Not saying that that's a bad thing, right? It's a good thing that you're processing these things within yourself, but it's also t- sometimes good to be able to have someone to talk to that yeah. you trust and that you can verbally talk to them as, you know, it's good to verbally <laughs> say yeah. things out, you know? Well, even even with our group, we don't criticize mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, you're just being a bitch. You know, so we do that, right. like, we, we do that, like, jokingly. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Like, why the fuck would you do that? You know, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I also feel like you don't want to bottle things up mm-hmm. until like you explode, like right. You know. That's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we have some people in our group who bottle up their feelings, uh, yeah. me included. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it also deals like with like your mental health too, yeah. kind of, and like yeah, that's really important to just take care of and um, reflect on what you're going through and just 
mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how you how do you think you're doing now? With what? Your mental health. Your mental health. Oh, mental <laughs> health. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's I've actually been pretty happy actually these days. Um, I've met some cool friends online and in person, mm -hmm. and um, my mental health has been pretty good. Um, haven't gotten much sleep, but. Cause I've been staying up like hanging out with my friends and everything but yeah my mental health has gotten a lot better um it's in the beginning like a few like a month or two ago it was pretty rough I was pretty stressed but um when I just like started going out hanging out with friends it's really important to communicate with your friends I feel and um I just really opened up to a lot of people mm -hmm. and just started talking to them and like Sen said, like verbally communicating and just talking like to people about how you feel and what you're going through is really important. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mental health has been pretty good, I feel. And yeah, I'm still working on it. And But yeah, overall, I, I think I'm pretty happy. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's progress. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm proud of you. I know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't seen my therapist in four weeks, but <laughs> you haven't. You haven't. No, because um, I've been busy, and she has also been sick. Mm. But honestly, I've actually been holding on pretty strong. Um, last mental breakdown was like a month ago, and I guess the way I've been coping is like sleeping and journaling. I'd be reading at night too when I can't sleep. Um, yeah, and like I just am learning to slow down mm -hmm. and to just really like take things like day by day and little by little appreciating like waking up in the morning and getting out of bed to go do things. I think having to appreciate, like forcing myself to appreciate the small things in life Help, helps me not think so much mm -hmm. yeah um mental health is important because mm -hmm. that's like really how you go on throughout the day mm -hmm. and the future you know mm -hmm. um letting go of things is also really important Still can't let go that I hit a fucking bunny, though. <laughs> I get very scared every time there's something that's in the road. I'm like, swerve. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. I don't know what that was, but I, I don't want to, like, hit anything. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, I've been good. And I really am proud of myself that... One, I haven't been simping. Two, I have been loving me. Um, three, I want to make big changes. So, yeah. That's good. That's really good. How about you guys? Um, I can say I'm doing a lot better than I was last month. <laughs> That's good. Um, I mean, last month was really rough. Uh, I think there's just a lot going on at work. And there has been a lot of changes that were going on at work, and I was just really stressed, and I was really like anxious, you know. Yeah, yeah. and so 
I think I was just like really anxious about like how I wouldn't be able to do my job correctly or that I'm not good enough for my own position that I am in right now. So originally, oh, I didn't tell you all, but originally I was a youth sexual assault advocate, but now recently I actually took the, the position that my previous coworker left. I am now a youth sexual coordinator. Promotion? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're moving on. Yeah. So you be the CEO. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's going to take the CEO position. She's a no, too much responsibility. Um, yeah. Um, I think I'm still processing mm-hmm. about, like, how I feel about the position. Yeah. I mean, I love working with the Hmong community, right? I, work, I love working with young people, and I love working with Hmong women, right? But I think like, it's just, like... It comes back to, like, my confidence and, like, the work that I do that I'm not confident enough that mm-hmm. I may not be able to do the correct things or mm-hmm. that I may not be able to advocate enough for these people that need help, right, or that are seeking help. And so, and also there's a lot of things, too, like, the legal piece of it that I don't fucking know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to learn about that piece. And I, I get really nervous when, like, I, right, for example, like, uh, doing a... Uh, a restraining order, right? I'm like, fuck, I don't fucking know, right? <laughs> I have to learn. <laughs> you know, or just, like, safety planning. I'm like, if someone asks me a safety plan or, like, how do you safety plan? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Like, right? <laughs> you just kind of, like, think about, like, a plan on where their safety can be, you know? Um, but, yeah, and I was really nervous about that, and um, and especially because I was really sad that, like, you know, my previous coworker, who was my coordinator before I became the coordinator, um, I was really sad that she left, right? And I wasn't expecting that she would leave, right? Uh, I knew that I had a feeling, a feeling that there was going to be a lot of people who would leave, but then I wasn't expecting her to leave. And um, I was just really sad that, like, you know, like, this was the outcome. And, you know, I get it, right? It's when you're in this field of work, like, it's really exhausting and you advocates, like, get burnt out really easily, you know, because there's just so much, so many, like, feelings you know when you're working with um clients survivors victims and um yeah um but yeah I was having a really hard time (laughs) and then my position itself too like I was just kind of like yeah (laughs) I guess I'll take the position right (laughs) you know because I thought a lot about like you know because if I'm not gonna take the position then like when we have someone when we hire someone else then like you know they don't they're not they they don't know but of course they're they're not gonna know as much as i know right because i've been in this field of work for a very long time right so yeah um that was really rough yeah and i can even say that like even here to there (laughs) so y'all know like i went through like the court case with my whole family yeah yeah i felt like i was battling that for a while (laughs) um Cause like shit went, things went to shit during Christmas break, and uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like that that really like um, pushed down my mental health, you know, and it, it made me think a lot about like who people in my life who I actually can lean on and those who actually will support me even if I didn't do my greatest, right? I mean, I still get really sad when I think about it, but, <laughs> but, you know, I think that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a part of my healing process, and I think that I'm doing a lot better. I do get sad from here to there when I think about it, but I'm also kind of like, you know, it's okay, right, because, 
at the end of the day I know that they're still gonna support me even if like that happened I just wish that it didn't happen that way but it's okay <laughs> you know cuz I mean even now like you know like just because it happened doesn't mean that they're gonna cut ties because I did such a horrible job right but yeah and, and then you know coming back to me right like um where I need to be okay okay I'm okay that it happened that way right because that was the outcome and I can't change anything about it because it already happened I can't do anything about it I can't change anything about it right but I just need to come to terms with myself that you know I did a good job and that it's okay with the ways that it happened yeah I just get really traumatized <laughs> being in court is traumatizing yes but yeah I felt like the, that was like my lowest and my mental health but now I can say I'm doing a lot better um and I, and uh I think a really big piece of that is you know of course my girls <laughs> and um also like my my partner <laughs> you know my, my biggest like my support systems and and I'm very proud of myself that I know who like my support systems are like mm -hmm. and like I said earlier it's a privilege <laughs> you know to be able to pinpoint um my support systems mm -hmm. Or to even have a support system. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot better. I'm feeling good. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was long. No, you're okay. <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Me? Me, in terms of my mental health. Um, I'm doing really good. I think last week, when I was sick, I, I I was kind of sad for like some reason, but you know, we all get sad for no reason sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think that's just pretty normal. And I was just like a little depressed and I was like, but I don't know what to cry about. So that's why <laughs> I watched a sad movie <laughs> with Keo. Because I was like, if I want to cry about something, I should just watch a sad movie. <laughs> and so <laughs> that gave me a reason to cry and I obviously felt a lot better. It isn't in that way, that was my that was my coping mechanism too, mm -hmm. my healthy coping mechanism. Instead of just crying for no reason, uh -huh. I had a reason to cry. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> it was a sad movie. Okay, mm -hmm. it was a really good movie. Mm -hmm. What was it? It's called the, uh, the the It's called the Stolen Years. It's a Chinese, Chinese movie. movie. Mm -hmm. Super sad. Oh. <laughs> One yeah. of my favorite sad movies. Yeah, so I have to watch it sometime because that shit that shit gives me balling <laughs> so bad. I was like about to ugly cry, but then like since Noonie like didn't have a voice, she couldn't ugly cry with me, so I stopped ugly crying and like I just held it everything in. It was so sad. It was so sad. <laughs> but I'm like the same way. Yes. If I need to cry, I will definitely cry. <laughs> But yeah, otherwise, I've been doing pretty good. I definitely can say that I love myself um, confidently because I do, you know. Um, I guess in a way, I'm still overcoming, you know, my past relationship because it was something that really, really, like, affected my life, mm -hmm. like, really, in good ways and in bad ways, but mm -hmm. it, 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 like, still made me sad, right, like, you know long-term relationship breakup and like first loves kind of thing yeah um and yeah recently i got promoted to supervisor yeah. in my job yes. so I'm doing that. congratulations and in a way i also felt like am i ready for this like am i, I, I like i i had a sort of like 
my confidence went down a little bit. And like, am I able to take responsibility right, for such right. a big job? Right. right? And um, because I'm still so young and I'm taking such a big responsibility at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm still so new and I'm still learning mm-hmm. and I still have a lot to learn from this. Right. right. And I was like, can I do it? Can I do it though? But I, a lot of my, my bosses and like my coworkers and my managers, they've been very supportive of me. They told me, oh, I think you're doing a good job. And they've been praising me. So That's I'm doing a lot better by myself. So. As they should. Yes. yes. Talking about <laughs> I responsibility, was just... yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, you were, you were talking about, like, healthy coping mechanisms, and I was, I was thinking about, like, you know, when I was drinking alone that night, Mm -hmm. and y'all were, like, partying at your place, but then you two were dropping off her dad's car, Mm -hmm. and then, like, she called me, uh, Kyo, because I called you, but originally, my call was to call you to take a shot with me, but you called me, like, way later, and that was when I was, like, bawling my eyes out. Yes. (laughs) But I was just, like, thinking about, like, oh, but that's not a healthy coping mechanism, because I don't. Yeah. Yes. But I needed it. (laughs) I'm not saying that I needed the alcohol, but that I needed to cry, because it was... I could feel it. It just wouldn't come out, mm-hmm. right? And I think, like, this is, like, a many years of, like, you know, like, suppressing emotions and feelings. And so, like, it's really bad yeah. when you feel numb and it's the worst feeling. But I'm still trying to learn how to undo that and to unlearn that. It's really hard. But then it felt good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it felt good because, you know, I needed it and it was the only way for me to be able to cry because I need to cry <laughs> I used to be like that too whenever I felt like I wanted to cry I would just hold it all back right mm-hmm. until like 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 I, I bottled over right you know mm-hmm. hold, like bottling all my fucking mm-hmm. feelings and emotions right mm-hmm. and then I had to unlearn that <laughs> and now I've learned that if you want if you feel like you want to cry just do it mm-hmm. just just like I, t- I told myself if you want to cry you just have to do it now Mm-hmm. Right, because mm-hmm. in that way you're letting you're just, you're finally like letting it out, mm-hmm. and you don't want it to like keep suppressing it and keep bottling it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. don't don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. <laughs> just fucking cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Constipation's not good. So why would you constipate your tears? Bitch? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. True. yeah bitch. <laughs> yeah. You need to take a shit. Just take a shit. <laughs> you need to cry. Just cry. But we don't we don't support alcoholism. Yes. Yes. I'm not an alcoholic. I swear. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> we do drink. But sometimes, you know, use alcoholic mechanisms. But well, it's let's not, not go to the extreme. It's not to the extreme. It's not that extreme. Okay. Everything in moderation. Yes. Yes. How, how have you been taking this in? Um, about like everything? Yeah. Oh, you gained a new perspective. Yeah. Learned a lot of new things about y'all and like lots of new perspectives. And I'm just processing it right now. No, but that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Think about me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and talking about thinking about you, um, I mean, 
you've been like marinating this question for a hot minute, right? So who would you fuck? Who would you marry? And who would you kill out of the three of us? Yes. Wow. Okay. And why? And why? And why? And why? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's first let's first think about who it is before she answers. Uh, <laughs> shit, I don't know. Okay, I got it. I read it. She would fuck you. She would marry you. Well, you have she to think a name. Ah, she would fuck Nuni, oh. marry Sen, and Ooh. then kill me. What? Really? My, my perspective is different. Yeah. I'm thinking she would fuck Sen, what? marry Kyo, and then kill me. What? <gasps> I would. <laughs> what are you thinking? I was thinking. Ami would probably fuck Kyo. Kyo. Oh, that's incest. But like. <laughs> <laughs> But not in this situation, I guess. But marry Nuni or it's the opposite. <laughs> so it's not incest. And they kill me because, like, <laughs> so basically, all three of us, we're just killing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. Because I, I already told Ami earlier, I was like, Ami, don't marry me. Like, I can't cook for shit. <laughs> Well, that's funny. Uh, since Nuni gave me that warning, yes. <laughs> so sneak <laughs> uh, peek. Uh, anyways, um, I think <laughs> okay, I would kill Keo because, like, it's incest. Like either way, that's kind of weird. That's my first cousin. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then I would actually fuck. Noony, ah! I mean, she's cute oh and like God. you know, oh she's really I'm hot, honored. guys. So yeah, everyone's hot, but like Noony's oh really cute, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yes, lastly, I would marry Sen. Yeah, uh, Sen. Is. Yeah, she and is the best housewife. Yeah, yeah. Just, I've been trying to marry her for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like. Oh. Like Sen is just so like calm exactly. and like <laughs> her voice is so soothing, know, guys. Exactly. And, and like, exactly. yeah, and she is just amazing. She, 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 she knows really how to and like, like you know, she's not yes. good. Like, not moving on. Yes, and like, yes, great at communicating. Yes. Communication. Yes. Words of affirmation. No. Love languages. Yeah, exactly. Except for physical touch. Yeah, yeah. That's not my thing either, though. Perfect match. But yeah. Wait, I have to fight you too. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. I just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just laughing so much with the way Sen's reacting to compliments because she can't take compliments yeah. for shit. Uh, I totally think I would totally marry Sen too. Yeah. I'm okay with you killing me. No, you didn't kill me. You killed me. <laughs> Girl. You didn't kill me. You killed yeah. me. Yeah. I'm okay with being killed. I, I, I will always be the sacrifice. So, yeah. Love you deeply. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to say, uh, Keo, she was right. You got it right. Uh, so, I was really surprised when you said that. I was like, hey. Yeah. On point. Yeah. Okay. Uh.
you know. Why are you so proud of being killed? Look at you. Because <laughs> incest is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. We had a really good talk today. Yeah. We did. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we learned a lot, a lot. And <laughs> my voice, by the way, I've been sick, so my, that's why my voice is dead. We're not dead, but it just sounds worse. But yeah, I um, I mean, I hope you learned a lot, and you know, we also learned a lot of things from you as well, um, along with you know, our viewers. I hope y'all learned a lot within our experiences and or related to it, and as well. And I hope you also learned more about Ami. Mm-hmm. She's one of our girls too. <clears throat> But uh, thanks for hopping in and listening to today's episode. We hope y'all enjoyed today's topic and today's special guest, the beautiful Ami. Uh, you know, we're so happy that you're here and we're so thankful that you were able to come and join us. Um, you will join our a lot of our next episodes, right? Right? Yes. <laughs> totally, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, but... Please don't forget to like and share with your friends and family. And please tune in to our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.